Coming up, Donna has an update about her trip to Six Flags over Georgia. And remember the conversation about the leftover nuts and bolts of the amusement park rides? Well, it happened to the Magic Carpet Ride at the Cherry Blossom Festival in New Jersey over the weekend. We'll fill you in. Coming up. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. You have been doing this weird thing, okay? Here we go. Well, we've spent a lot of time in the last couple of uh, pods talking about our sleep issues, our yes. joint sleep issues in the house. We've got a 15-year-old who's like a zombie who just doesn't sleep. And then there's you who uh, you're working through your medications right, right. to get the right sleep pattern going. Mm-hmm. And there's me with my restless leg syndrome. Well, you have begun this thing and you told me, I said, what are you, what exactly are you doing? I moan. And it's a way that I kind of put myself to sleep. It's bizarre. What is it? You go. Mm. It's okay. That's creepy. Well, that's what it is though. Mm. It doesn't sound like that. What does it sound like? Hmm. Hmm. Here's what I discovered about Dave Vigo, that medicine that I think was just approved by the FDA yesterday. And my doctor gave Which sounds like a song, like a Caribbean song. You know what I mean? Dave Vigo. Yeah. The shelf life on this drug I have discovered is is like 48 hours because you wake up the next morning, but you don't really feel like you're awake until 4 p.m. So are you asleep right now? Uh, No, I didn't take it last night. I did Zquil. Okay. From the makers of Dayquil. Okay. So I'm just kind of jumping around until we decide. I'm sure there's a doctor listening who's just like, good Lord. Do you know what the shelf life, though, is? I mean, seriously, you you feel like you could lay down on 85 and take a nap at any point during the day until like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like and then, then you, Right. And then you kind of come to at that point, you know? Well, it also makes you drum. We've talked about this. Okay. In addition to this strange self-soothing moaning thing going on which is bizarre there's this drumming thing where you once you're asleep you drum your pillow and then Mm -hmm. every now and then you hit me as a symbol you gotta keep time and i'm like what are you doing and then you get so mad when you get woken up see i don't know any of this though yeah i don't i don't know that i drum it's like when you were curating your cuties Okay, you were taking care quickly of that. tell the story. Well, I've you told the story before. That. Well, you you were taking Ambien and you had curated a little pile of cuties in your sock drawer and you yes. were taking care of them like baby birds. And you're eating like a bear. I think it's very similar to Ambien because I'll get up the next day and I'm like, who ate the entire bag of cookies overnight? No, it's not one of those. Those are um, hip- hypnotic drugs. The mm-hmm. Ambien and the uh, Lucenta, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are bad because you do. You you can do things that you won't even remember the next day. You but, could kill someone. But these are, it's happened before. Yeah. But these are not in that same classification, the day we go. Do you not think it's interesting, the names of pharmaceutical drugs? There, There's a, entire companies that come up with them. And they try to come up with names that sort of, um, you know, that are happy. Like mm. Davigo, Luciant. You know, Ambien. They'll run out eventually, though, right? Don't you think? No. Okay. It's like the hurricanes. They just keep going. I have wondered, who was the five-man crew with Richard Branson that went into space on Sunday afternoon? You know, you saw them. They had, like, live uh, cameras and inside the little spaceship. And I, I keep going back to the Backyardigans. What was the song that they sang? We're going on a trip on a rocket Ro- ship rocket or ship. something. If you have yeah. kids, you know. But that's been stuck in my mind ever since we saw this on Sunday. The Virgin Galactic Spaceship went up Sunday. And we're literally like 
getting out of the shower and getting ready to start our Sunday. And I look and they have dumped out of uh, this week on ABC with George Stephanopoulos him, mm-hmm. uh, and they have gone live. To, to Richard Branson, and I didn't even know it was going to happen on Sunday. I don't and, and suddenly he's going off into space, Donna. I love him. I would love to go into space with him. Well, I think he's so cute. For a quarter of a million dollars, you can do that. A quarter of a million. He's also doing a sweepstakes. Now, if you want to enter for a free trip, you and a friend, to go into space with Richard Branson, you can do that on his official website, like through the end of September or something. I'm doing that. He's 71 years old, and he took a, a space flight. 53 miles above Earth, and they achieve weightlessness for about uh, three to four minutes. And then they came back. It was like a Sunday drive, Donna. I like know. you used to do with your parents in the Pontiac. Yeah. But they went, went up into, they went up into space. He went to space. And came back down. And now he's in a fight. He's in a fight with Jeff Bezos. The five-man crew. I've done some research um, because I know that you were as curious about this as I was. Who were these people that were with him in the spaceship? Uh, it was his newly minted senior vice president of space timeshares. What? Like he's shell- selling like right. Well, he's got to eventually, okay. right? Yeah. So like, do you um, go and sit down like for a presentation? Like right. We yeah. Did they, that show, one time? they show you a video. And, yeah. And, yeah. Just to so get free drinks. Uh, the receptionist at Virgin Galactic was on there as well, and space lawyer. He has like three or four space lawyers because you have to, right? If you're going into space, you have to have lawyers. I would think. Right? And so that's that. That made up the crew. Um, so what did you think about this? I thought it was great. I think he's so cute. Fascinating. He reminds me, he's so eccentric. He reminds me of like a little, um, almost like Willy Wonka in a way. You know, he's just. Very true. Very he, true. Yes, he's so cute and just adorable and like probably very odd. But at any rate, I think he's like, you know, he's just one of those really rich, old, interesting people. And I would go. I mean, there's all kinds of celebrities that have like evidently put down money and they want to be, they want to be on spaceships and they want to go and. There's 600 reservation slots available. There you go. For a quarter of a million dollars. Um, what What is his background? Like Virgin uh, Records, isn't that him? Virgin Atlantic yeah. Airlines, and and he's an Englishman. Yeah. Uh, but just a very smart businessman. And, yes. And, and wanted to go into space. And so, by golly, he did that on Sunday afternoon. Now, who's his, com- uh, his biggest competitor? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is going to do the same thing in the coming days. And he is already kind of throwing some shade, saying that his windows on his spaceship are larger. I don't like Jeff Bezos. And he's going to he, go up higher. He is not eccentric. And like, I mean, he's uber wealthy, but he's just odd. Odd. And there's a pissing match about this. The U.S. Air Force and the FAA... The Federal Aviation Administration say that space starts at 50 miles above the Earth, a threshold that uh, clearly Richard and, and the Virgin Galactic crew did on Sunday. But Jeff Bezos says, no, 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 it's 62 miles, I think, I is mean, what like the other threshold is. It's, like, to be it's considered just like to be men. Space. They're always arguing over inches, like who has more feet, who has more inches. You know what I mean? That kind yes. of thing. Um, yes. I like, did he have to tell the FAA that like, do they have to tell them they're going? I would think. Yeah. You have to, you have to give him a flight plan or Can something. Can you imagine if he'd taken off and he got shot down? He's like, oh, okay. geez. Well, he made it. Yeah. He made it. Remember when you were a kid though, and you, you framed your entire day around the launch of a, a space shuttle or anything to do with From space Cape Canaveral. and NASA. Mm-hmm. I remember mama, she would have bridge like uh, at night. And, and, and they would stop playing bridge, all the hens in the neighborhood. And then they would watch like the launch of the Challenger or the, um, you know, any of the other, uh, the, the, uh, the Columbia, you know, or any of the, the space shuttles. And it was just a, now we have regular people going into space. And I just, I have a hard time processing that, Donna. 
Well, here's my thing. Like, do you think you're going into space, but it's like a, a green screen and you just pay $250,000 and they sort of take you up somewhere? I mean, because if anybody can do this, Richard Branson or Jeff Bezos could. You and know? it's only a matter of time until they have a Bucky's up there too. Oh my you God, know? can you Somewhere. imagine? You know, they have to, right? Bucky's in space. I hate to fly. So as much as I want to do this, I think I would be just like, I would have so many questions. I would drive Richard Branson and them crazy. I'd be like, okay, are we strapped in? Are we going the right way? Are we like how far? Then can we breathe? And like, are we weightless? Can we move around? Are yeah. we weightless right now? What if we have to go to the bathroom? A lot of questions. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. But I think it's exciting. Here's we, the thing. Mm -hmm. We, there, no one, you don't have to rely on the federal government anymore. This is the thing. Yeah. Okay. It's like if you have enough money and time, which these people clearly do, they have run out of things to buy. You can do anything. You can do anything. And it's almost like, you know, we used to be so dependent on like, okay, this, you know, space program and all of this, these things going on. It's like, uh, no. Mm -mm. Did your own. Yeah. Logistics. Nope. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out ourselves. We have enough money. We had a conversation recently about uh, festival carnival rides mm -hmm. you know not the kind that you get on like at disney world or universal or somewhere like that but these are the um like the the carnivals that go up overnight like in, in an ace hardware parking lot in your city and talking about the fact that there has to be like nuts and bolts left over occasionally right yeah well about two days after we had that conversation in michigan there was a ride at a fair that malfunctioned. It was the magic carpet ride, Donna. And it started spinning and spinning <laughs> and spinning horrible. out of control. And it was rocking back and forth and it wouldn't stop. And it's packed with, with, with festival goers and fans of the magic carpet ride. Here is some audio of uh, what the scene, we'll, we'll set the scene for this clip. So it's going back and forth. Hear the people yelling? Yes, I okay. can't take it. So it's going back and forth. It's out of control. And so... Somebody's fair, screaming, hold you on. you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. Someone's getting fired. Well... That's true. Probably not, though. And that's that's a whole nother conversation. But there were people, like, on the, the, the Midway playing games. And they ran over and hopped on the platform to hold it steady like Superman Donna until it came to a complete stop. Here's my question. Yes. If you're over getting your funnel cake, you kind of like Jack. Mm-hmm. And this thing starts. Be funnel cakes. Cakes. Plural. And this thing starts spinning, spinning wildly out of control, and everybody's running over to stabilize it and hold it. What are you doing? I'm eating my funnel cake. Okay, so you're just not going to help these people. What am I going to do? You can Seriously. hold it. The rest of these people are going to hold it. They're going to hold it steady. There's I liken it to like when you have kids. And you try to put, like, if this is ever, like, this is like an old-timey thing, but I remember this with the girls. Like, you got one on one side of the, um, what's that thing called? The teeter-totter. Mm -hmm. And then you got one on the other side, and you're trying to keep it steady so that the bigger one doesn't launch the smaller one, like, into space. Right. You know, right, a la right. Richard Branson. <laughs> yes. And so you're like, Olivia, you know, keep it steady. Keep your feet on the ground, and, like, you're trying to hold it. So that's what you have to do. You have to go grab the magic carpet ride. You have to be a citizen. Anything. You have to be a global citizen. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. These people were hanging on for dear life, Donna. What if I'm They were it? swirling dozens of feet in the air. Um, You'd be like, I told her not to ride that thing. Here, here's what I would do. I would go around and I would um, I would solicit for people to I'd come be over. Dead. And, and I'd be help. hanging on by then. Don't worry. This leads to a new conversation about Donna at oh. Six Flags Over Georgia. Listen, mm -hmm. it um, a couple things. It was very sad for me because I love... And you know this. I love roller coasters. I love amusement parks. I have been to Cedar Point in Ohio, which is like the mecca of like roller coaster world. Right. Very like, you know, it's just the sweetest little amusement park you can like. I don't even, I can't even describe it. But there's like a million roller coasters there. I love going to Disney World. 
I love going to Universal. So I go in with like high hopes. I'm not going to talk about Six Flags well, I mean, and what's happening there. Were you at the, the hope level of Disney and Universal though? I'd say mid-level. Well, I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be there. problem number one then. But I know? also question like how as a teenager growing up in Atlanta, I spent every day in the summer. We had season passes. That's where we would go at least once or twice a week. And I don't know how. I don't know how. Other than Robbie. Like, you know, when he arrived oh. from Western he, he Oklahoma. Paid. He paid. Yeah. Well, just spending time. And with won, won yeah. all kinds of like stuff. Things yeah. And with. holding hands and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But so anyway, we go in. I'm not going to talk about the state of Six Flags after the pandemic. I'm not going to talk about that. However, I, we go in and we get on that ride, the first one in the front, because, you know, Olivia's ready to roll. I needed some right. time to get my right. sea legs. But I'm like, okay, I can do this. So anyways, I got on the one that you stand up on. I got off that thing. I thought I was going to die. My vertigo, I'm not kidding you. I thought I was going to throw up. I had a f- mild fever. I'm sweating. And she's like, let's go to the next one. And we had that thing. I had bought the lowest level like fast, fast pass. pass, whatever they call it there, to try to build myself some time in between. They, but, they call it the we got you. Yeah. Six Flags. We got you. We got you. So you get on. I mean, but it was like we were going from roller coaster to roller coaster to roller coaster. I mean, honestly, I couldn't take it. I said to her, I know because I know there was a girl, Trisha Wharf, that went to high school with me who always had to go to the infirmary at Six Flags. So I knew there was an infirmary. So I said, Olivia, I may need to go lay down in the infirmary. She's like, Mom, what's an infirmary? Meanwhile, we had just talked about the infirmary last week and how I thought it was like something they used in times of war. Yeah, that's me. I, I, go ahead. Uh-huh. Well, I want to read from my open, and pe- this past Saturday's the letter, because mm-hmm. it was all about you and your trip. Um, Donna soon found herself suffering from vertigo, heat exhaustion, yep. dehydration, yes. cramps, and achy right ovary. Yes. From a safety bar mishap while boarding, uh, what, arachnophobia? Arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. Neck pain from the Great American Scream Machine Coaster, and she is now hoping Six Flags will consider peddling a season drink Pepto-Bismol bottle rather than just the seasoned drink bottle that they currently offer because you can pay like forty nine ninety nine and get free pops all day, right? Which, like I, which we did, but, which that didn't help. You're saying when you reach a certain age oh. that, that rather than Coke, you would rather have Pepto-Bismol. I spent, like I spent stations. $14 on Pepto-Bismol because they give you two tablets each time, which is enough to make it through one ride. What did me in were the swings that go up and going around the circle. Mm-hmm. And then the final nail in the coffin was Superman, because I did not want to ride this ride because you lay down, you have to lay down. And I mean, if you fall, you're dead. And it just, it goes a hundred miles an hour and 52 loop-de-loops. And so I said to Olivia, listen, I'm going to walk through. I'm not going to ride this. I cannot ride this, Olivia. I'm scared to death. I don't want to do this. She's like, okay, mom, just walk, walk, ride through with me. So I get up there and this guy who I swear I thought was Snoop Dogg, and he's another rider. He says to me, he goes, why aren't you riding? And I said, I, I can't do this. I'm scared to death. I don't want to do this. And you know what he says to me? I do. Lady, you could get hit by a meteor and die today get on the damn ride and i said okay and so you went and got on the ride because he he, and he, he pressured che- you he was cheering me as we're going up the hill because he was waiting to get on the next one he's like go mama go go mama go i'm like oh my god oh my god i, I kept my eyes closed the whole time my i'm telling you this vertigo when you get a certain age but it was very sad for me because i thought this seriously could be it like i think i can make it through disney world and this started at that harry potter ride in universal when they had to take me yeah, in that special closet yeah, yeah. 
which they have built for people because the ride is so intense. Give you wet cloths. And, and it's a lot of it is this 3D, 4D kind of, you know, everything has a million loops. The ride I enjoyed the most was the screen machine. And I swear that thing is rough as all hell. But there were no loop-de-loops. You know, it's like, okay, I can take this. Big hills, fast, but this going in circles. Everything's going in circles and circles and circles and circles. You had never heard of a jalopy car. No, it's called a antique no they're car. called jalopies <laughs> it's, it's it's olivia drove you it's, it's the like old been transported from 1920 it's Henry the old cars that have like the the thing yes. running down the middle of the road yeah. so you can't I just lay down. it's not like you can get off track and get off task down. and take people out you know no. yeah and you took a nap in the back of the jalopy uh, yeah. car well what happened was i played a game with her and i beat her i don't even know how in that thing where you the race the horses race right. and you squirt the water, the water and i want a cape and so that cape became like my emotional support vehicle for the whole thing because I used it like as a pillow. I put it over my eyes when I rode certain rides. A sun shield. A sun shield. I shielded myself on that raft ride where that nasty water goes all over you. I don't even want to talk about a that. A pleasant time though, right? You know what? A pleasant time. It was. And I kept saying to her, and this is really important. I kept saying, because we always go on her birthday. In the past, we've gone like Olivia, Charlotte and Will, and we've all gone and- one time we had this little ambassador that took us through the park. We didn't do that this That's time. That's when we had full-time jobs. Yeah. So, but Charlotte was out of town. So it was just me. And her boyfriend doesn't like roller coasters. And so, you know, I was just like, what I kept saying to her during the day is, I'm having a fantastic time with you. I'm just, I'm really struggling with these rides. But what was funny is she said, Mom, you rode every single thing there. And I did. She said, you would complain and be like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And then I'd get in line and I'd get on. Well, you're a sport, but you say this probably was your swan song. It could be. Maybe Gibbs Gardens next year is is more. Maybe I don't even know. Yeah, if I think about it, like right now, I get sick. Yeah, it stays with you. But Six Flags over Georgia is a fantastic place to go with friends and family. Well, I mean, come on, we need to bring it up a little bit here. Well, no, it has nothing to do with them. It's just I think you know I think the pandemic has hurt a lot of companies. Uh, I'm just telling you, I think it's very hard to find workers who age i'm just that forget my vertigo i'm talking about just what's going on in general like customer service and things yeah i mean like you know i don't know that i'd want to stand out in the heat and and deal with these people and clocking them in and out and all this make nacho cheese all day yeah yeah okay in the heat yeah all right three steps to nutritious home cooked meal select from the menu choose your delivery date and enjoy delicious dinners it's that easy with dinneraffair.com Homemade dinner for your family on the table, 15, maybe 30 minutes, uh, and and that's all. And every single ingredient that you need comes pre-chopped, pre-weighed, pre-shredded, pre-peeled, everything, everything ready to go in individual Ziploc bags. You can leave out things that you don't want, and you can enjoy your dinner affair with your family. Yeah, if you're not the best cook in the world, you don't have to, you know, some dinner kits you get, they use terms like you need to blanch, you need to... I don't even know what that means. Yeah, these things that you need to do. And if if the reason you're probably using a meal prep service is because, A, you don't have time, and B, you're just not that interested in in putting a four-course meal on your dinner table. So that's the great thing about dinner affair. These are really simple steps. And if there's anything that has to be done, like a blanching or whatever, they've done that. that. I don't even know, but like an onion or something, whatever. They've already done all that stuff. So it makes it super easy for you. It'll give you some great ideas too on just new recipes. I mean, there's tons of new recipes that they use every single month. And um, it's just an easy way to do it. School's coming back, believe it or not. Get ready. Get ready. And so you need to start kind of getting into a rhythm now of putting a healthy dinner on the table. Stop eating out. Stop 
ordering food. So, so much easier said than done, though. I you know. know. But you do have to kind of break that uh, routine, especially now with, with school coming. Two to three easy steps. Get dinner on the table, 100% guaranteed. Here in Atlanta, free contactless delivery. They literally bring your, your meals to your front door in insulated bags of dry ice. They also ship nationwide. No contract, and you're going to love it. Dinner affair, $30 off your first order. The promo code is CADDY2021, C-A-D-D-Y. 2021 at checkout dinneraffair.com dinneraffair.com your hype song donna on the way here to the appen podcast network we are 30 miles north of downtown atlanta in beautiful alpharetta so my hype song is from and you had never heard of these folks these fine folks uh future birds yeah I still they are know. a fantastic group from athens georgia they've been around for a while um it's kind of like country rock but like you know, kind of hippie trippy, that sort of stuff I like. Um, but anyways, they, um, and they toured with Grace Potter before. They're pretty well known. But the song is called Rodeo. And um, it's from their album, Hotel Parties. And it's it's just like a really kind of laid back, vibey song. Future how, can, how come I've never heard you play the Future Birds before? Do you, are you in my ear pods? Are you in oh, wow. listening to okay. my stuff? I guess not. Yeah. All right. <laughs> how I, would you I, well, hear just, that? I've never heard you make reference to them. Love them. Okay. Love them. All right. It's, yeah, it's just some, you know, me and my uh, black crows and all that kind of hippie trippy stuff. But I, I like them. So called Future Birds. You'll like them. Go ahead. All right. You're up. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Oh. I know. Everyone gasp. Austin, which was the oh, first song one. that he ever released back in 2001. I was on vacation, I think, when this song came out. And I remember coming back from vacation and, and, and this song had just blown up. And the request lines are ringing off the hook. For the song called Austin uh, from Blake Shelton. Um, five weeks at number one, which that record was, uh, he, he matched it. Achy Breaky Heart back in 92. Oh, wow. Spent five weeks at number one. And there was a behind the scenes battle with Blake's record label and Blake himself about what was going to be his first single release to, to radio. Ultimately, Blake won with Austin. But Warner Brothers, his, his label at the time, they wanted to release All Over Me as the first single. I to remember Country that Radio. one, yeah. It, it wound up being his second. Yeah. And it's got that great falsetto. Yeah. Falsetto in it. Uh, P.S. If this is Austin. I still love you. I still you. love you. I loved song. that song. He's such an ass, but what a great song. I don't you know? think he is, but I loved that song. That's a great country song. Landlines and answering machines. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, talk about a throwback. But when you hear that song, it takes you back to that place of like somebody leaving you a message and just being like, mm, yeah. Or you seeing the light blink mm-hmm. on the answering machine. You're like, what's this hoping, about? Hoping it's that person that you've been wanting to hear mm-hmm. from. And then mm-hmm. you, you hit play and it's your mom. Yeah. You know, just trying to find out where you've been. Call me when you can. Mm-hmm. All right. Going to add those two to the Spotify Donna and Caddy hype song playlist, uh, the most diverse playlist in all of Spotify land. And you can also go back to the original Caddy and Donna Spotify hype song playlist as well. When you're really uh, when you run out of music, and that's just highly unlikely with the hype song playlist. All right, there's this girl. Well, she's not just a girl, and and she she licked a toad. Okay, the, uh, and she on. had a life changing experience as she shared on her Snapchat story with her new boyfriend. Who is this this person, Christina Hack? Okay, so it's Christina Hack, and so she was with. Um, well, she's been with two different people. She was with um, Tarek. I guess that's why you say his name. And, you know, they they were both on HGTV and they were the flipper floppers. And then, you know, they were married forever. They had two kids and um, that's where they became known was through HGTV flipper flop. And then they got divorced 
And then she married Aunt, I don't know if he said Aunt or Aunt Anstead. And he was kind of the British fellow who did the car show. And then they got they got divorced, and they have a child. And now she's with a new fella. Third time's the charm. Third time's the charm. I remember that person. Okay. And so <laughs> they spent some time. To, so she has a new show called Christine on the Coast. It's just her by herself. I've seen that in the DVR. You've put that in. Yeah, I put it in originally. Okay. Well, now, what's, what's yeah. it? Have you watched it? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. It's, it's just all her right. doing renovations on her own. Um, I don't know if she still does flip or flop. But what's the takeaway from this, though? Because my takeaway is that she she had a life-changing experience after licking or smoking, actually. She smoked, a, smoked toad venom. Yeah. Psychedelic toad venom, which people have done. I researched it. Yeah. You can find these toads in Florida. So, mm-hmm. I mean, eight hours away, and you can have your own life-changing experience if you find the, these specific kinds of toads. But why did okay, she do this? Do we not? Are yes. you licking the toad? Are you? Is the venom extracted? What's the situation here? Well, she says she smoked it, but I think you could probably lick it and and have the same effect. But not right? the toad. I mean, you've got to get the venom from the toad. All right. Well, but but I, I don't understand though why this is coming out. Why is this a story? Well, I think it just puts her back in the news cycle. You know, it's like it was just like the headline gets her going again. But basically, she has a new boyfriend, and she says, "This is my favorite part." She said. Smoking the Bufo toad venom is a life-changing experience and different for every person. It can't be summed up in a post, she wrote. It felt like my ego was being ripped away from me. Well, who wants that? Well, most people. A much-needed ego death. I met Josh, this is her new boyfriend, when I wasn't in a state of fear or fight or flight. I had taken off of social, hired a spiritual coach, that's where the Bufo toad came in, and smoked a Bufo toad. It basically reset my brain and kicked out years of anxiety in 15 minutes. Listen. I'm going. There's not a whole lot that I've not done in my life. Okay. But I have never smoked a Bufo toad before. And I would love to see my anxiety get kicked out in 15 minutes. Again, you're not going to smoke the toad. You've got to get, you're going to smoke the toad venom. You act like you're going to find this toad hopping around, pick him up, lick him, and have some life-changing experience. No. No? It's the venom. It's the venom from the toad. Well, we can extract it. It, While some users say inhaling the vapors of the toad's secretion, okay, Helps ease feelings of depression yes. and stress. Yes. I wonder if you could get that from expressing it like a dog anal gland, just like around here. Like not have to go down to Florida and find a toad. What do you think? I'd rather go to Florida and find a toad. Well, here's the bigger story. What, what, what could that this. possibly be out of, out of this? Well, it's kind of like both her and Jana Kramer. Like how soon is too soon to start a new relationship? Forget the Bofu toad. Like what's the situation here? Like her exes were saying, Okay, we didn't even know she was dating anyone new. I've seen some people coming at Jana Kramer on, you know, we've talked about Jana before, country music star who also has a podcast, the Wind Down Podcast, who finally divorced her husband, Mike Kaysen, who had had multiple affairs on her, and now she's... He, he was a sex addict. Right. But she now is involved. Well, I don't know that she's involved, but she's having some flirty exchanges, and some people are coming at her. And they're, aside from the relationship stuff of dating someone new, I see people on social media coming at people for being happy. Like I saw someone post to Jana, like, wow, you don't look sad at all. You look actually look happy. So soon. Yeah. Like what's the timetable 
on trying to reclaim your happiness. And I thought she posted a great thing and I should have brought it in, but I'll, we'll include it in the letter, but it was, it was a great post about you can be two things at one time. You can actually be depressed, but still go out and try to do something with your kids. You can be unhappy, but have a few happy days. You know, you, you can exist in like shades of gray and light and dark. You're not just one or the other. And so every, you know, and this is what social media has done to us. Again, we used to be able to live our lives privately. But now if you post a picture and maybe you have on a tank top or you look too happy or something, then, oh, you've moved on. I see this happen a lot, too, with people like where a death has happened or something. And people are like, oh, you, you know, you didn't grieve that person. You know, stop telling people what the timetable is on dating or grief or whatever. Very interesting. The other one that's going on a lot, and I'm seeing a lot of it, is that Travis Barker, Courtney Kardashian. This, this is gonna, this is gonna jump a shark. And people, whereas in the beginning they were like, oh, I'm here for this. I love this How relationship. Yeah. I think people are start, yeah. starting to wear thin because they were at that big fight in Vegas over the weekend. And I mean, just like tonguing each other on the big screen and all this stuff. And then her ex-husband, Scott Disick, had put a post up on Instagram saying just a wild fight night around here. And he has all three kids like, but I'm sure it was his weekend. You know what I mean? But it's just very interesting. There's a lot of these types of relationships in the public eye right now. You know, my takeaway from the Christina Hack story. Is the Bofu Toad. Yeah. Well, but, but it just shows you how far you must go with crazy in order to penetrate the news cycle. True. You know, because this story is in, in quite a few places. And but, she's not a huge celebrity. Well, but that's my point yeah. is you, you have to, and, and you know, I, I've said that I have issues with artists that sit on very personal information until a street week comes, yeah. you know, because they want to get the click throughs. They want to get, uh, uh, their project in front of you, or at least you to know that they have this new project coming out. And I, I do struggle with that. You know, it's like, if you yeah. have a problem that can help someone, why wait until album six comes out? Let's talk about it now. Yeah. I mean, you, you think know? about like Keith Urban, he's always been very open about his challenges with his sobriety addiction and, all that. and his addiction. Imagine if he had sat on that until he had a big project and go, Hey, listen, just so you know, my album comes out Friday, but I've always and been, I, listen, I've been strung out for eight years Yeah, and couldn't even remember going into the studio to record with the ranch back in the day. But know? think about the people that you've learned to have like depression or anxiety. You're right. Just when something, a special project comes along and you're like, wait, you and did? they need the new cycle. Yeah. yeah. They need it. So I, I, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try to find you a toad. Please. You think any old toad in the yard would do? No. You have to go to Florida every research. And how do they extract the venom from the little fella? Um, we'll figure that out. You find me the toad and I'll take it from there. Okay. Okay. All right. Jimmy and Rosalind Carter did not smoke a toad. You never know. Mm-hmm. Have been married for 75 years, uh, longer than any other president and first lady in the history of time. This past weekend, they had a huge reception, uh, more than 300 invited guests at Plains High School in Plains, Georgia, which is about two and a half hours south of Atlanta in Sumter County. Those that attended included the Clintons. Also, U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, Andrew Young, Paula Dean, Ted Turner, and country music stars Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Now, I pulled Garth and Trisha out of the story because after they got done at Plains High School celebrating Jimmy and Rosalind, 
they got on a jet and flew to Vegas because Saturday night, Garth had his first concert since uh, the beginning of COVID at Allegiant Stadium, which is where the uh, Vegas Raiders, I think, play mm-hmm. uh, play NFL. I thought that it was really, really kind and cool. And I, I do give Garth a hard time. Okay. But the fact that they live in, I think, Oklahoma, and he flew to, where do you, where do you fly into planes, Georgia, first of all? I don't I know. Mean, Some cornfield or something. Well, you know, they have this massive private jet. But the fact yeah. that they flew east uh, to spend time in Plains, Georgia with Jimmy Rosalind and then flew to Vegas for a huge night. I mean, it was yeah. his first show in 16 months, I think. Uh, I thought that was. Um, I like people that stand up for, that show up for people. Don't you? I do. And I, I wanted to uh, give Garth and Trisha props. Not that he gives a shit whether or not I, I give him props, but but I just thought that it was super, super cool. I even did a little research because I was curious. Did Trisha make the trip from Plains to Vegas or did she stay in Monticello with her you know, family, which is, you know, she's a Georgia girl. She actually flew back to Vegas, too, because they did a couple of songs in concert, including from uh, Shallow. Shallow. The movie. No, Shallow uh, from. Uh, a Star is Born. Yeah. Right. Yep. So Garth is. uh back on the touring world and Jimmy Rosalyn I have done what only 6% of married couples have ever done 6% Isn't that crazy? Only 6% of married and couples And that's just make 50, it to 50 years. years. That's just 50 years. They made it to 75. What do you think it is? For them? Mm-hmm. Well, they say what their little secrets are. What do they say? They say that, you know, they her thing is that you do things together. You find interest together. I thought it was kind of interesting. His thing is you give each other a little space. You can do both. You can do it's both. A, it's, a, it's a happy meeting. You know, you have to find your, uh, you have to find your, uh, everybody has to win a little bit. They did a very in-depth interview with the Atlanta General Constitution. And one of the questions was, was it love at first sight for each of you? Uh, and Jimmy said, listen, absolutely. We've learned from each other. Uh, we've learned to accommodate each other's idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies. Idiosync, say that word for me. Idiosyncrasies. Thank you, Donna. I'm Idiosyncrasies. Glad uh, and we've learned how to give each other plenty of space. We can each do our own thing, and the other one is absent. Yes, I think that's very important. Yeah, well, I'm a big believer in that. We are. I mean, I think you do. You know, you do things together, but I think you also have to um, have have lives that you know that you spend time with your friends or you spend time with you. Sometimes you want to just spend time with your family. You don't always have to be together twenty four hours a day. That can create some um, problems. Especially seventy five years. Yeah, twenty four hours a day for seventy five years. That's a yeah. lot of time. Yeah. After seventy five years as a couple, is the question: Is there anything about your spouse? that still gets on your nerves. President Carter says, well, Rosa is a little hard of hearing, and that creates most of our arguments these days. Mrs. Carter then says, I think that is the root of all of our problems, but he forgets that I have my hearing aids in and sometimes talks too loud to me. I think this is huge. I see this with, so my mom, um, Nana, is 88, and she lives in assisted living with her boyfriend, Al, who's 101 years old. 101 and a half. half, yeah. And, he sometimes doesn't have his hearing aids in. And I swear if I go over there and he doesn't have his hearing aids in, he's grumpy. They argue more. There is, there, I know that there is a, it is factual that, and it can happen to younger people too, that when you cannot hear, your frustration level goes up immensely. I would, I would think that there's, that, that's true. And I think that happens with a lot of older people because they spend half the day saying, what, what? are yeah. you saying? Yeah. 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 What are three or four key behaviors you two practice that have helped keep your marriage together for 75 years. President Carter says, 
We try to forgive each other every night for any differences we may have had during the day. We try to read the Bible every day, most of the time late in the evening, and we try to reconcile and never go to sleep with any lingering argument. I think that's great advice. Mrs. Carter, Jimmy is really kind, and he will hold out his hand, take my hand when we are walking down the street or sitting in the car, squeeze my hand, those kinds of things draw me closer to him. Is that the sweetest? (laughs) They have 43 grandchildren and great-grandchildren. A fascinating story. Uh, former governor of, of Georgia, president of the United States, and, and still lives down in Plains, Georgia, uh, where they, you know, peanuts is about the only thing going on down there. And they fly fish. They're bird watchers. And I, they, think, I think that some of that was done like years ago. They, they learned to ski together. I don't know that they learned to ski together like recently. No, but I think that's something great that you can do as a couple is like learn new things together. You know, if you go into, um, even if maybe someone knows how to do something or, you know, say that's the thing, like, you know how to ski and I know how to ski and you don't know how to ski. And then I think I'm better than you. It's nice to go in that when some, you, neither of you know how to do anything. And share your expertise. Well, no, I mean like learn together. Like if there's something genuinely you both don't know and you can go learn, I think that's a great thing. Now, at this point in the run of show, there's a note that says, Endearing Caddy and Donna moment. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Did we go oh, over Oh, we were that? supposed to, because they have nicknames for yes, each other. Yes, that's right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, she calls Jimmy, Jimmy. Hello. Uh, and President Carter calls her sweetheart and beautiful. Oh, I call you Hydems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's endearing. Uh-huh. That's endearing. Yeah. Okay, what about, what about me? Um, what, did I call you? Uh-huh. Like to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, um, to my, were you going to say to my face? Well, I mean, I call you... Um, uh-huh. I call you a lot of things. Okay. I call you beautiful. Uh-huh. I call you okay. uh, uh, strong and intelligent. And that's not a nickname. Um, Snookums. Okay, all right. Snookums is it? But all a great right. love story for my Jimmy Rosalind, and happy seventy fifth anniversary to the two of them down in Central Georgia. Can you imagine being married? Why, why do you even say that before I finish I the sentence? I, I, can you imagine I being can't. a millionaire? Can you imagine? Okay, can you imagine being married seventy five years? I know I can't. Why? I just can't. That's a long time. Okay, what are you going to do? Just give up at like 40 and All say right. that's plenty? All right, gallery furniture, shop now and pay later and take it home today. They've got everything that you need for every room in your home. And listen, we're getting ready to do some college visits. So think about this. If you have kids that are going back in the fall, whether it's a dorm, whether it's an off-campus apartment, gallery furniture has everything that you need. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Yes, and if you have, and I know everyone has this, like, grandparents that are like we'll put this furniture in your basement because your kids may want it one day they don't want it they don't want it so you're going to have to go out and get them some new stuff you know they, they do not want your old tables and in tables well, that stuff's nice yes you know? it is but they don't want it so they want their own stuff so you are going to have to go and it's a great place to get you know maybe you, obviously you don't know you don't need a whole house of furniture but you may need new mattresses you may need some rugs some lamps some end tables maybe a console table to put a tv on or a computer on. So they can help do all of that. So this is the place to go and look not only for yourself, but for, like you said, kids that are going away to school. Pull up, back in. They'll strap it down. You can take it home today at Gallery Furniture's 16,000 square foot warehouse and showroom. Recliners from two ninety nine. Tons of bedding options. Ask for the Wolfman is how it all began over three decades ago. A locally owned small business and Donna is still there every day at gallery furniture. Ask for the wolfman.com. Got such great feedback about Facebook fishing with Cadillac Jack that I thought that we would uh, return 
uh, immediately. It was just the last episode that we launched the segment. And I thought we'd bring it back and, 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 and do a whole nother round right now. All right. So you're going to tell here, here's what it is. I'll occasionally pause while scrolling live through my Facebook feed to read, dissect, and analyze posts by my Facebook friends. All right. So Donna, you tell me when to uh, stop. Stop. Lisa is feeling sick. Please pray for me. I'm not any better. Waiting on the ambulance to get here. Does she not need to pack a bag, listen, get some things Lisa, together? Lisa, listen. Um, unlock the front door to provide easy access for the paramedics when they arrive. You know, there are some things that you can do in preparation for the arrival of the ambulance rather than post on Facebook. Right? Like, like what? Um, shave. Why does she need to shave? Well, I'm sure. You saw, you saw the photo. Uh, shave your face, your delicates, what? the backs and palms of your hands. Because you, <laughs> when you get to the hospital, they're going to do that for you anyway. So be proactive. Why are they like going to shave your palms? Uh, because Lisa's, I can tell her, Harry. Okay. Play Georgia Lottery Digi Games on your flip phone rather than post on Facebook. Why would you, 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 you just hung up with 911. Hmm. You can nearly hear the sirens coming around the bend. And you're on Facebook anticipating the arrival. Just here, here's what you can do, Lisa. Take a deep breath. Collect your thoughts and uh, stay calm or knock out some routine service on your vehicle. There's a lot that you can do. I don't think she can do her own Rather service on her than, vehicle. Then post on Facebook while you wait for an ambulance to but arrive. But maybe she genuinely like wanted people's prayers before she got to the ambulance. Like, you know, like prayer warriors coming together, like putting them together, you know? Eight minutes is the general response time for an ambulance to arrive after you've called 911. In eight minutes, you can listen to 60% of Freebird. She doesn't look like a Leonard Skinner You can make fan. eight, ten Tino's pizza rolls. Now you know, there's good. a whole lot you can do, Lisa, rather than post on Facebook. That's my one, Donna. I mean, did did anybody reach out to you and say... That they hated it? No. Absolutely that, not. No, it that was, you had called was them out? five-star reviews for Facebook Fishing with Cadillac Jack. No, because I um I only use first names except for that first person. Yeah, when I, thank in, God. In, in, inadvertently, Preston used knocked that out. Yeah, first and last name. Mm-hmm. So I apologize for that. All right, yes. Don, are you? Do you have your appy segment ready? I do. All right. So the app today, the appy is called Curio. C U R I O. And basically, it is an app that turns news articles into like tiny little micro podcast, microcast. Does that make sense? Um, so it's a way for you to stay informed while you kind of get ready for work. You put your clothes on. So you have all these articles that come up. And I shared an app previously that you can save them onto. Like I save articles all the time and you can go back and read them. But this is like if you're one of those people who like never has time to read anything because you're just constantly on the move going. Basically, it takes... Um, articles like you tell it you want to hear yeah okay so you kind of curate it and it's called that's probably why it's called curio and um, then you get to listen to them and it's like it's not a 30 minute podcast these are little tiny you know microburst podcasts where they read you the news Um, and so they have different stories from they have over 50 print and online publications i mean it's like the washington post the the economist the guardian all this kind of stuff and you can listen to them so I would imagine like the post is behind a paywall now. So you would have to be a subscriber, I guess, in order there's some, for... There's some minor 
subscription. It's like a subscription, okay. but it's not expensive. You know, okay. is there a free version? I think you get to try it free for a Are while. Are you making anything off of this? No. Why not? <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's put that out into the universe. Let's manifest that out there for Please. curio. Yeah. Please. And you're available to read stories. And and do weddings. Yes. Don't forget that. All of that. All right. Yes. This is where you sing us out. Oh, okay. Ready? You can you gonna join me? One and a two and a one, two, three, go. We just got happy. We'll include a link in the letter this Saturday for curio. Text left on red. No spaces. Red is the color left on red. R-E-D to the number 22828. And it'll hit your inbox this Saturday morning at 910. Absolutely free. And we don't share or sell your information with anyone unless we get the right offer. Any pod peeps, Donna? Uh, no, I had. No, I'll do that one next time. Okay. Next time we'll have a pod peep. Yep. Reach out to us uh, several different ways. Twitter at ATL Cadillac. Instagram at ATL Cadillac Jack. Remember, I started yes. from scratch. Yes. It's painful. But I tell tell everyone, if this happens to you, my great idea that I You have. had a good idea, and I've been doing this. Uh, I've gone into my old account mm-hmm. uh, at ATL Cadillac, and I'm now going through the followers and following them from my new account. Correct. In hopes that then you will follow me at the new account. Yes. So I'm up to like 400. Exactly. But nowhere near 5,000. Well, they'll but come back. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really trying to. But it gives you also an opportunity, we talked about this, to cull through your followers. Yes, it does. Because I'm looking at each and every one of them before oh. I, I send the new uh, follow notification. What's your vetting process? Um, well, there's a lot of them. Well, give us just a couple of examples. Um, let's see. If did you, you have beef? Like, did you, was there anger? I don't really have like, beef with anybody. Like the Crips and the Bloods. We're like, no, it's not like that at all. Okay. If you were a part of uh, the, the previous place where I worked, well, Absolutely not everybody not. there is bad. Yeah, but it, 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 true. No, that's very, very true. But I, it's just like, no. Okay. Um, let's see. If you were, um, well, I told. Let's don't talk about yeah. it. something bad. It's just, I have a list. Oh, okay. I have a list, like a, a flow chart. <laughs> okay. That I'm, I'm using in, in cross-referencing the names before I send you the, the, the follow notification from the new account. Which this is hilarious because I will just get random texts from you of, who is Gene? Yes. Yes, because you know, I've been doing this over the course of like two days now. Who is Gene Richards? I'm like, that was like your third grade kindergarten teacher. Like, he's in then. Yeah. He's in. What's a she? Gene. She, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Gene. I was mm-hmm. thinking G-E-N-E. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, audio for this episode from Virgin Galactic. This episode of the My Second Act podcast was produced by Preston Thompson, host of the Georgia Politics podcast and the Drafted podcast. Both are produced through the Appen Podcast Network. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act. We're proud to be part of the App and Podcast Network.